This bonus episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Smart Alex Insult School for Kids. You do me head. And welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me this week is Hamish. Hamish, welcome back. Hey, man. I'm feeling a lot better since the last podcast, so I'm uh, pretty pretty hyped to actually get back into this and you know talk a lot about just you know whatever the, the topic is today. I mean, you know what it is. I mean, you know, it should be crazy, right? It's always crazy, definitely. Yeah. This week, we watched something uh, very odd. It's an episode of The Cantina, which was uh, George Lucas's first and only attempt to make a live-action sitcom based on his Star Wars film franchise. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't expect it, but uh, I think it was a lot better than... What did he do, that Christmas special? Yeah, the holiday special came first. This was 1984, so everything had been wrapped up by this time. But still, it's like, you know, George, stay away from TV. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I thought the only person that should have stayed away from TV was Billy Crystal. I mean, was, I mean, you know, for him to be on TV with Tony Dancer, that was interesting. I mean, Tony Dancer was at the peak of his popularity for TV, but uh, I thought it was a weird move for Billy Crystal to be on TV. I really did. Well, you know, he had some experience. This just this wasn't the right role for either guy. I think we can agree on that. I just thought it was weird that was he? He was the barkeep called uh, Blorp. Blorp, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a weird name. It just doesn't sound like a great name. No, uh, it, it is. Do you, even have a, do you even have a last name? I don't think so. Well, I mean, this thing only lasted three episodes, so who knows what we would have learned about the characters. But if, basically, mm. for those that don't know, uh, it's the lovable cast of characters that we saw at Mos Eisley's Cantina from A New Hope, but more of like a Cheers-like format. Uh, it aired only for three episodes from April to May 1984. Uh, it starred, as we mentioned, Billy Crystal, played a barkeep named Blorp, who dealt with the various alien characters that would arrive for some, I guess, refreshing blue bantha milk every so often and cause trouble. And uh, Tony Danza was Grunchy, the, the clumsy wolf-like creature that busts tables and mopped the floors with hilarious unintended results. Yeah, I just thought I didn't like his costume. I mean, it looked like the Wolfman, but like a space Wolfman. But they didn't like they didn't bother covering his face because this was Tony Danza, right? So, you know, they really wanted to get the money maker out there. Yeah, I, I was reading interviews, and uh, there was a lot of times where they would call him Grunchy, and he wouldn't respond. And I guess this was because this was at the time where everything he did, he was called Tony, and oh. so this took a lot of takes. You know, Grunchy, Grunchy, and he would just keep mopping the floors. And uh, I, I guess they they refused to call him Tony. That was one of the things that I guess they were thinking about. And they were like, no, we can't have this guy named Tony when Blorp. You know, it's got to be something weird. So they kept Grunchy. They stuck to it. And ultimately, it didn't matter. This thing was canceled right away. I think as soon as you get, was it Denny Bonaducci in an episode? It has to be canceled. I mean, was it episode three <laughs> and he's like a robot? Yes. Yeah, so, it like it wasn't even like a normal robot. Like he's like he's like a man robot, but he kept on making the R two D two sounds, and like it just I don't know. I, I don't know who thought that script would work. I just I don't know. Maybe it was a bold choice, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to speak. It, there must have been like behind the scenes stuff. It was so stupid because droids weren't allowed into the cantina, but because he was half droid, he could like stick half of his body through like the threshold. 
And yeah, it was all about was, Grunchy trying yeah. to sneak him like a cup of milk, blue milk that he could only drink with like his left side. And, and Blorp kept like getting mad at him for sneaking it over to him. It was very dumb. Yeah, I think it was the lean, the, that whole leaning in gag. Like he was like, whoop, bleep, bloop. And he was doing that. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, seemed so weird. I mean, the costuming basically was just him, but not really like, it was basically him, but gold. Right. I don't know why. I think they're going for the whole C-3PO, but gold, and he's kind of, half of it was gold, and the other half was like pants, I swear. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't see too much of the other half, because they always had them popping up behind sets in the scene, because remember, he was sneaking them about, yeah. and he was like, oh, get down, you know, <laughs> every time. And you mentioned C-3PO. You would have thought that they would have right away given us somebody from the movies, you know, just to open the series it doesn't mean that you know anthony daniels is going to be in this series or harrison ford you definitely know is not going to be in this series but have have a cameo or something but i i guess after the holiday special nobody wanted anything to do with a, a television format of this franchise well they still had puppeteers i gotta say that i mean they had a lot of puppets oh yeah tons yeah but they're like always behind the bar so instead of like hiring one guy to sit behind the bar like in cheers you'd have like just puppeteers moving things around mm -hmm. and i swear that they ran out of puppets because I, I think there was like a fraggle rock character in the background that's just me maybe i don't know <laughs> it was basically the prop closet the star wars prop closet brought to life uh this was notorious for having wristwatches in like tons of scenes there were so many puppets and these guys you know you'd see their wristwatches show up way more oh, than than you would expect yeah, I mean, I just, I just thought, I mean, it was of that time period. That was it, eighties time period, was it? Eighty four, eighty four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're still kind of hamming in some of those catchphrases, like Billy Crystal's thing of when he wouldn't serve somebody, and someone's like, "My money's good for it," and he'd be like, "Not in this planet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The I'm not really good at doing Billy Crystal. But, oh yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh. Oh, that was the worst. That was the worst laugh track. I think I heard a dog bark. Oh yeah, because they're trying to be very um, spacey or something. I like guess. That. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, it's a space show, get it? Space aliens are watching? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, it was, it was stupid. But yeah, I just I just thought it was interesting just to have Billy Crystal on TV. I mean, even though it was a very short amount of time. Yeah. You know, not on this planet. That's the best <laughs> I got. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, it just, it, it, it was an odd show. It's like, you guys have popular shows over there, we have popular shows over here, I mean, you know. Yeah, we had a Blu-ray so, release. I, I mean... Maybe it's not international. Very confusing Blu-ray release uh, of yeah. the entire run of the series. Like I said, three episodes. Critics immediately panned this show as having very little substance and saying that basically it served as a way to sell more Star Wars merchandise or anything in general. You know, it was not necessarily through product placement in the show, like you would think maybe, but it had frequent commercial breaks. It sold more commercial spots during its three-episode run than most shows did in an entire season. Wait, so essentially it was just a commercial dumping ground? Yeah, basically. Huh. That's 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 a pretty cheap gag. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure networks want to sell product or you know sponsors want to sell product, but you don't just make a rubbish show which is very short, like with very small new content, and then you just fill it with ads. Right. It's almost like no thought went into it at all. I don't get it. Now the episode we watched for this episode of the podcast was entitled Starship Pilot. Get it? Starship Pilot. Um, like the band Pilot. Starship, right? Like the first episode, pilot. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, I, I, because I was, I was thinking of Starship, you know, the, and pilot. There's two <laughs> bands. 
I don't know. I I was too dazzled by the opening credits. How it was very cheap looking. I don't know why it was a lot of star fields and was it like green screen? Ugh. Oh, a lot of green screen. Uh, it originally aired April seventeenth, nineteen eighty four. Now, just like the holiday special, it, this has been pretty much erased from existence for many many years, and then. Now we get this very confusing Blu-ray release, so we finally get to watch it. Did you ever see it in any of the years up until recently, or heard about it? Uh, there was a couple of links on YouTube, which actually sent me to a couple of links on like like MySpace, and then those links went back to Vimeo. But then I had another link because it was like cut up into like sections, so it was like they were like one minute sections each. From MySpace to Vimeo, then back to <laughs> Twitter, then went back to like a Tumblr page, and then there was like. Uh, uh, an Alta Vista link I had to go to. I don't know why I had to go through Alta Vista to search for it. Oh, man. I, I don't know how that search engine works anymore. But yeah, I, I found it randomly. Yeah. It was in a, like an MPEG. Yeah, and it's not even on YouTube anymore. I've looked. It's just there's no trace of it. But for some reason, we get a release of it. Now, I'm glad we did just for the purposes of this podcast. But it's just such a confusing show. You didn't get that Blu-ray? Oh, no, I did. I did. I picked it up just just for the purposes of watching it for the show. You know, I, I'm glad I have the show to to talk about it on because I, otherwise, it is definitely not worth buying. It's a uh, twenty bucks wasted for sure. Are there actually any special features on it? Not really. You know, there was. Uh, I, I mean, there was. Uh, I I think some interviews or something. I didn't really get through most of them. It's just very boring. Of course, Billy Crystal, Tony Danza, not on those special features. No one seemed to have wanted to talk about it. But uh, interactive menus is written on under special features, so you know that it's a, a really good home release. Mm, that's that's money well spent. <laughs> All right, so we should get right into this. All right, so we open with the title card that says just the cantina, and uh, we get our our opening sequence with all those starfields. Uh, what, so what did you think about this? Uh, very cheap. Uh, it looks like they're just putting furniture in front of a green screen, but painting it silver. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was weird that they had that kind of Doctor Who-ish character coming at the screen, but in a star shape. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I don't know. He really couldn't see what the characters were looking, like, were supposed to look like, but, you know, I think just the music itself was also the p- most annoying part. I mean, I didn't think, you know, Danny Elfman would do music to this. I'd think John Williams, but again, maybe it's too expensive. Yeah. But uh, I guess this is early Danny Elfman doing still, was it Oingo Boingo? Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, Oingo Boingo era Danny Elfman. We, we talked about him on the uh, Sledgehammer episode where he did the theme for Sledgehammer. And yeah. uh, very early in his TV run, I guess. What an odd choice. <laughs> so from here, the show cuts to a commercial. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a commercial break ourselves. We'll pay some bills and we'll be right back. Hey, Billy. Huh? Billy, wake up. What, Skippy? Mom said we need to be rested for the dentistry fair tomorrow. I know, but my foot hurts, and I'm afraid of the dark. Ah, uh, here, take this. Whoa, what is it? It's Lighten Up, the first FDA-pending joint pain-relieving cream that glows in the dark. The next morning. All right, who wants, who wants to run, run up, up here, here and claim, claim a, free a free copy of, of Local Anesthetic solutions, solutions for Molar, molar extraction. extraction? I do, I do. Go, Skippy, go. Somebody's going to be a dentist fast. But he doesn't have arthritis. Is his ankle glowing? Lighten up. Use as directed. Now responsible for loss of limb necrosis or temporary to permanent blindness. 
Ugh, I'm so tired of standing around. Have you tried sitting? Well, where can I do that? You can sit on a chair, you can sit on a couch, and you can even sit on the floor. I don't know. I guess I'll try it. Five seconds later. Now I'm tired of sitting. H have you tried standing? But my legs are asleep. Cough drops. Use as directed. Paid for by the committee to say use as directed at the end of commercial spots. Paid for by the committee to have committees. Well, uh, paid for the committee to pay for things. Oh yeah, well, paid for the committee for you shutting your face. Oh, okay, okay. How about uh, paid for the committee for uh, us taking this outside? Hey, paid for by the committee for me taking you outside and embarrassing you in front of everybody in this recording studio. Yeah, paid for the committee for having your mom and dry your tears after I dump you head first in the trash can out in the alley. Paid by the committee to inform you there's no trash cans in the alley. Paid for by the committee to recognize that you would know since you go out there every day to chew used gum and to lick cough drop wrappers. Cough drops. Use as directed. Hello, friends. This is Sean from the Hitting Play Podcast. I'm here to tell you about an exciting new development in medical science. Picture this situation. You're sitting at a board meeting. You're in your car stuck in traffic. Or you're just about to begin recording your podcast. When, uh-oh, you have that feeling intestinal distress but now there is a solution triple d triple d stands for diarrhea detection and defense <laughs> how does it work well triple d is an easy to swallow three inch long pill that is made from space age polymers and nanotechnology that goes down and embeds itself into your intestinal tract Triple D then gets to work. It monitors for signs of intestinal distress using its built-in Bluetooth adapter to connect your smartphone or tablet to give you an instant status of your bowels at any moment. When distress is detected, Triple D jumps into action, sending you a text message or an email to alert you of the oncoming issue. Triple D will then expand up to 10 times its size to completely block your intestine until you can get to a bathroom facility and take care of business. You might want to check with your doctor before using Triple D. Side effects can include death, stroke, amnesia, restless leg syndrome, aches and pains, blindness, colored urine, hallucinations, night terrors, sudden weight loss, sudden weight gain, fatigue, diarrhea, radiation poisoning, unwanted pregnancy, birth defects, rectal itch, hair loss, dizziness, and nausea. So we're good on anal seepage? <laughs> and anal seepage. Thank you for reminding me of that one. Triple D. Diarrhea, detection, and defense. Ten times its size. That's 30 inches. <laughs> Oh, Australia, finally you can get yourself some Brooklyn-style cuisine right on your doorstep. Come down to the Brooklyn Beef Place. Our service is impeccable. Hi, I'd like to get a table. Hey, shut up! Just come on in and try one of our appetizers. Try beef dog, fries and junk, bowl of dumplings, chicken slices, and also the welcoming tomato ketchup daiquiri. Okay, is, is it really supposed to be this thick? Hey, don't worry. If that sounds like a lot of meat, we got a vegetarian option too. 
Um, I'll just have a salad. Oh, a salad! Look at this guy! Hey, Tony, what's a salad? Tony is crazy! Hey, you're crazy! Get out! Experience the real taste of Brooklyn! Like Thursday nights, it's fight night! Oh, ho Take him down to Chinatown! Um, but that's your own star? Hey, I know! I got 20 on Jimmy! So come on down to the Brooklyn Beef Place! It's so authentic, even your grandma won't know that it's... Being created by two Australian guys who've actually never been to Brooklyn. Free immortality pills. Free immortality pills. Removes all illnesses in 25 seconds. Permanently reverses the aging process. Ever wish that was real? Well, if you're a boat, it kind of is. Hi, this is Skip Mitchell, owner of Discount Boat Repair Services on Chestnut Street. With a large array of repair and maintenance services, we can help make your boat running and looking like it did on the day you got it. This week, use any of our upholstery services and get a pair of our guaranteed-for-life heavy-duty floor mats, absolutely free. How do I know they'll last? I'm 910 years old. Hey, can we cut out that last part? No. Skippy, wake up. Time for school. Ugh, I don't want to get up. Here, have some kids' coffee. Later that morning. Class, who can tell me the square root of four? It's two! It's two! No, Skippy, Two's the answer! Skippy. Because two tends Skippy, to be four. Call and on square you. root is a product of a factor multiplied okay, by itself. And two is the only even prime Skippy, number. Uh, two can Skippy. be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. Skippy, I According didn't call to the on song you. One, that was written by Harry Nilsson in 1967 and made it famous by the Skippy. band Three Dog Night in their song One. It was off their self-titled Skippy. debut album released in 1968. Skippy. My name's Skippy, and my best friend Jimmy's older brother is helping us by giving us more bad words so that we can create a database so that you can tell bullies more bad words that they don't even know and get the upper hand on them when they try to give you a hard time at school. Just imagine the shock on your bully's face when he slams you into a locker and then you turn around and you call him a clavicle. He won't know what to do. What's he gonna call you after that, a poop head? I don't think so. Jimmy's older brother has sold us these words for $5 a piece, so we know they're worth it. Just check out Skip's Bad Word Database dot business. Business is spelled with three Z's and ends with like five Z's. There you can start a 30-day free trial, and if you're not satisfied, then don't sign up for it. Just wait for the free trial to end. There you'll get a whole array of bad words that you can use that no one else probably even knows what you're talking about. For example, Cashmere, Tangelo, Jay Leno, Blue Blocker, Testaverde, Aglet, Balsamic, or even Ferrigno. It's tough being a kid, and it's even tougher not knowing all the bad words, because there's so many, and even more are being created every day. So check out my database and sign up for the free trial. Don't miss out, because if you do, you're a stupid credenza. Do you suffer from restless index finger? Do you constantly find yourself rapidly tapping pencils on the edges of coffee mugs or annoyingly ringing doorbells with unintended urgency? 
then you may be eligible for a new clinical trial. To find out if you qualify, just call 555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-555-
I don't know. I again, it's just, it just seems like such the forced joke that he put in there. Yes. Ugh. I mean, it's a different time, but yeah, I guess that's like a tequila sunrise or something. Tonton sunrise. Tonton something. I don't know. It, it was it was just weird, but you know. I mean, I think that's it. You want to relate to people where it's like, hey, fruity drinks are terrible. <laughs> that's, I guess, where they were going with this. But anyway, it gets mm. a huge laugh, a huge canned laugh, as you can imagine, along with some space buzzers sounds or whatever that was going on along with it. And mm. uh, the camera pans across the bar, fades to black, and we cut to commercial. So at this point, the show goes into a commercial break. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a commercial break ourselves? We'll pay some bills and we'll be right back. There is a superfood that you've been ignoring. Crab apples. Did you know that one crab apple has more antioxidants than ten medicines? Probably. Crab apples. Add a tart flavor to a quesadilla. Crab apples. Throw one at a door for a long distance knock. Crab apples. Your old Sega Genesis cartridges won't play? Rub some crab apples on them. Juice them for a homemade throw-up potion. Crab apples. Feed one to a spouse to betray their trust. Crab apples. Mail one to a random acquaintance to teach them that, hey, sometimes anything is possible. Crab apples. Kick one to test your sandals. Crab apples. The only fruit that you can cut... Crab apples. A little too early. Sorry. Sorry about that. The only fruit that you can cut with a DVD. Crab apples. Hold one in your hand and say, Papa, I'm a giant. Crab apples. Combine hundreds of them with toothpicks and make Crab Apple Man. He understands you. Crab apples. It's the best food that you probably just throw at hubcaps. Crab, Crab apples. There's something in the mail from your cousin Jake. That better be the hundred bucks he owes me. A potato? Alright, I'll call off the debt. Mail a potato. Packages start at just $100.01. Enter promo code HIDDINGPLAY for one cent off at checkout. From the center of Australia comes the most pure amber liquid you could put inside your body. Dingo nuts. Made from 100% kangaroo, 2% goat, and 3% Vegemite. Dingo Nuts. It's the Australian brew that your dog could drink, your mum could enjoy, and also your cat could walk in from the street, look at it, and leave again. Dingo Nuts. Mate, you gotta get some Dingo Nuts. The greatest beer in this country has got to offer. Dingo Nuts. Has this ever happened to you? Ugh, I just had the worst day at school ever. Why don't you try tomorrow? Tomorrow? What is that? It's another day like this one, but different. The very next day. Ugh, today was even worse. Well, that's because it wasn't tomorrow. Well, you can always try it again. The very next day. Ugh, this day was no good, too. I just want a refund. Sorry, you can't get it back. It's yesterday, not tomorrow. Hi, I'm an ant. And let's face it, 
I want to live in your house. I do. I, I really do. I just, I want to get in there. I just spend every waking hour, just, I'm just thinking of ways to get in your house. Oh, I, I can see you, like, through the little cracks under the door. I see you in the morning eating those bowls of, like, sugar-covered cereal. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, it's crazy to me to think there's so much sugar and you get to eat all of it. Oh, you know how bad I want to swim in that? Oh, it'd be like, it'd be like Scrooge McDuck swimming in his money vault. That's what it's like to me. Yeah, I, I know about DuckTales. I, I, I had a friend that used to crawl in those little holes, you know, in the back of your TV. And he'd tell me about all your, you know, your TV shows and stuff. And you, you guys actually watched The Office after Steve Carell left? <laughs> Man. I mean, we do, like, little ant plays and stuff, but even then, we know when to stop. But anyway, no, anyway, yeah. I, I want to eat all the sugar in your house so bad. And that's all I think about. I, I just think about, I want to eat all the sugar in your house. And then, like, maybe, like, run around on your forehead while you sleep, do a little victory lap, and then, uh, maybe my little ant dance, like, doo -doo 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 -doo. you know, I'm, I'm an ant, and that, that stuff is funny to us, like, that, that, that's like ant humor. And, uh, you know, the only way I guess you could stop us is if you had some sort of... Silencer bug spray. It won't kill bugs, but it'll shut them up. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, guys, don't you love how the podcasts from the big podcast networks record in expensive studios on expensive equipment, but they start their episodes with ads recorded in cars on iPhones? It's like the one part of the episode that the most money was spent on is recorded at a stoplight on the drive home. It's crazy, right? Oh, before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Jimmy's Porcelain Umbrella Stands, the perfect product for the podcast listening demographic. Jimmy was a broke college kid who loved these porcelain umbrella stands so much he bought the factory. Now he's offering a new one every month. This month's theme, Umbrella Science Fiction Slash Fantasy. So get your first month free with promo code Hitting Play. That's promo code TOILET. This episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Correcto, the keychain that's never wrong. Should I invest in tech stocks? Hey, the sun's gonna rise at some point. Wow, that's true. Should we move to a warmer climate? You'll have to eat eventually. Yes, I will. Should I buy a boat? Well, sodium's the 11th element in the periodic table. Well, I'll take your word for it. Correcto, only $59.99 at participating gas stations. This episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by the Reflection Self-Esteem Boost Program. Imagine facing yourself in the mirror each morning with this much exuberance. I'm saying words about myself because I'm the best person I know. Results may vary wildly. You may talk about yourself and others may not like you. Them saying bad things about you may result in you not liking yourself again. Therefore, you will have to pay us another $50 for another seven days of a self-esteem boost. This will cause you to look in the mirror and say things about yourself. This may fog up your mirror. You may have to buy a new mirror. We are not responsible for a mirror. Or if a mirror falls, we are not responsible for cracked mirrors as well. Mom, Dad, I'm home from school. Billy, come see me in my study. Yeah? Now I got a call from your teacher today. Uh-oh. She said instead of putting answers down on your math test, you just drew pictures of heinies. It just doesn't make sense, and I'm never going to use it. Does your child struggle with math? We at Mortified Mathematics can help. By simply placing one of our trained mortifying mathematicians under your child's bed or futon, your child will spend every night giving math the attention it deserves. <laughs> I am the monster that lives under your bed. Please, 
please don't hurt me. I'll leave you alone if you tell me how to add two fractions with different denominators. Let's see how Billy did last night. Well, good morning, sleepyhead. Did you have a good night's rest? Uh, 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 denominators! Yeah, you find the uh, common, common denominators and then, then you add the numerators. <laughs> Looks like somebody had to use math. <laughs> Thank you, Mortified Mathematics. You're welcome. Mortified Mathematics. Teaching your kids math one scream at a time. What's wrong, Billy? Uh, I really want some breakfast before school, but my parents have been waiting all night for Star Wars tickets. Nah, not a problem. Try French toast in a can. Ugh, it's this type of Get can? Get the top there, yeah. Uh, uh. How do you like it, Billy? Ugh, it tastes like sadness and maple syrup. Two of our guarantees. French toast in a can. In your grocer's dry goods aisle. Hey, and have fun seeing Star Wars. They're just buying the tickets to scalp them. Oh. How would you like to have your money doubled? Sound too good to be true? At Copper Exchange Financial Services, we specialize in turning your savings into twice its value. What's our secret? It has to be some sort of high-risk investment, right? Not at all. By simply exchanging your entire savings for pennies and selling those pennies online for two cents apiece, we can turn a nickel into a dime in as little as two years. Look around. No one is offering a return like that. So drop us a line and give us your two cents. In due time, it'll be four cents. Copper Exchange Financial Services. We're also a petting zoo and a fried dough stand. And we're back! Okay, so now at this point, we see our, our first appearance of Grunchy, played by Tony Danza. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, supposed to be some sort of wolf-like creature. Uh, very poorly done wolfman makeup. You can even see it peeling kind of on the sides of his face. It just poor execution of this character right from the get-go. I think he's just sweating a lot. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, this is on a set, so these guys were bathed in hot lights. Yeah, cheap hot lights, because everything was cheap on this show. <laughs> yes. So, we get the, the scene now. Grunchy walks in holding the Help Wanted sign that he saw in the window, bringing it up to Blorp and uh, asking for a job. And it, it just didn't make sense. A Help Wanted sign? Was there even a window in Mos Eisley's canteen? I guess there were, right? Uh, wasn't it like an underground area? Maybe put on like the front, like the front of the wall section. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess it's, again, it's, it's trying to associate with people and be like, hey, it's just like life. You know, you put a help wanted sign. Um, but it's in English. But, yeah. I I don't know. They, <laughs> they didn't think of it that far. They're like, oh, space language is too hard. Space language was not, not a good idea. Because, again, maybe the research was very, very low on this. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, yeah, he walks up to the help wanted sign, but he's like, hey, hey, do you want some help? Because I think, was it? Billy Crystal's character was leaning over the bar or something. Had like his hands stuck in a jar or something. Yeah, because it was something. It was like an awkward thing where he walks in. And he's just like, "Hey, hey!" And he's like, "What?" And he breaks the jar that he had his hand in. Was it? Yeah, know. clumsy. Like immediately. Like <laughs> yeah, we, we get a very good sense of what this character is gonna be. Yeah, because I think the setup beforehand was, "I don't need any help. I'm great at wearing this bar and stuff like that." And yeah, gets his hand in a jar, and then you know, oh, here comes Tony Danza. 
Tony Dan's the Wolfman, assumedly. <laughs> and it didn't make sense. Like it, he was so like stubborn about it. I I don't need any help. You know, I I can do this on my own. Even though clearly he's struggling with the jar. But why did yeah. he have the help wanted sign if he didn't want any help? Like did somebody else put it out front? Yeah, it's that old chestnut. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Because again, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why would he put the help rod sign if he didn't want help? I, this the idea was that he bought the bar from the guy that we saw at A New Hope at some mm. point, but they're very not, you know, clear on the timeline. But yeah, yeah. so now Grunchy is going to work for Blorp. Yeah, <laughs> I the tying in was the stupidest part, especially the part where he was like, was it when he bought the place? Is that line in? He's talking about when I bought this place. He said. Don't sit over there. That's what we call the Greedo Corner. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the camera slowly like, zooms in on, like, the scorch mark and everything. It didn't even look like the, like, location. It just looked kind of like it. Like, with some couches. But it didn't really look like yeah. it. Like they, it, it basically was someone drilled a hole into the wall and put black around it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't get it. A I lot mean, of they folding tried. chairs, too. A lot of folding yeah. chairs around that corner. It just, like you said, looked nothing like from the scene of the movie. In fact, you wouldn't even make the association if it wasn't for the fact that Blorp was, like, showing Grunchy around and, like, this is our Greedo Corner. Like, what? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like, was it the live-action Bill and Ted TV series? Where it's like, we've got actors who kind of look like the people, and we're doing the things which are kind of like the movie, but it's not. Is it? <laughs> uh. Ridiculous. So, we get this one... What species was this guy? The guy at the table? With the, um, the drink? The guy at the table? I don't know. I think they didn't label him. He just kind of like had that pig look. Okay, because I didn't... Like, it's like that rat in the first... In the in the movie where it's like a rat boy, whatever he is. Yeah, <laughs> rat yeah. boy. Yeah. It was kind of just like a pig man or something like that. So, they didn't really say like... I mean, like, I don't go around saying, I'm Australian. Uh, <laughs> so, it's kind of like he was just like this pig man who was like really into... What was it? Slop? I know a drink that looked I, like slop. It was yeah, it was gross. It, everything, everything here is either like Kool Aid or oatmeal, or Kool Aid and oatmeal mixed together. It was just uh, the prop department. Yeah, did such a poor it looked, job. It, 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 it was most of that stuff. I think they were drinking might have been recolored leftover stuff from oh, what's that kids show? With all the goop and the gack. Oh, like uh, Double Dare, or you can't do that on television. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, if you can't do that on television, leftover goop. It looked like that stuff, definitely. So our, our creature here, whatever he was, I thought he might have been kind of like those uh, Gamorian or Gamorian guards from Jabba's Palace, but not quite. That's That was the weird thing. Uh, mm. You would have thought some of these masks and stuff would have been loaned to this other Lucas property, but I guess not. So anyway, he spills his slop. It was almost like in a gravy boat or something. And this is where yeah. Grunchy goes into action very enthusiastically. Oh, I'm going to mop it up. And as he does just completely swipes all of the glasses off of the bar as he swings his mop around. And, uh, mm. yeah, you can see Blorp is uh, very upset. I just, I just like how they had to make it, for no reason at all, like an extendo mop. Yes, yeah. You know, it's like, it's again, it's like the Star Wars, like, flip-out lightsabers, but it was like an extendo mop. He's like, I can get that. And he goes, Whoosh. you know, he, he pops it open, swings it, knocks the glasses off. Yeah, and, and we, should, we should mention for the listeners... Not only that, I mean, you hear the the lightsaber noise as the mop is going yeah. back and forth. It's like vroom, vroom, and there's uh. no reason for it. It's not lighting up or anything. They are it's... so they they are trying to hit you with Star Wars references so hard, trying to get you to realize that this is connected to the film franchise. When in reality, it's not. 
it, it was a pretty low blow, I gotta say. But hey, I mean, he got there before the whole um, Darth Maul double-ended lightsaber, technically. I mean, one end was a mop, and the other end was a stick, but yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so Blorp is furious. Everybody is now looking at Grunchy, who's like, you know, very meekly got his head down, and he's looking up. Blorp runs over, he says, I have one thing to say to you. And it fades out to black and cuts to a commercial break. So at this point, the show goes into a commercial break. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a commercial break ourselves? We'll pay some bills and we'll be right back. What are your internet wires made of? Are you running the correct megabyte processor? Does a website thief already have your binary? Computers are scary. And if you're over the age of 65, they're downright frightening. My modem was three days away from a complete A-drive failure, and I had no idea. I never knew that my recycle bin had to be cyber-scanned every month. The store never told me. Our computer was full of hyperlinks, and the manufacturer refused to fax us a new hard drive. That's where we come in. At Golden Dignity Computer Services, we provide honest and trustworthy care of computers for senior citizens. With service plans starting at $99 a month, we offer the following services. Caps Lock Diagnostics, a complete mouse wipe, CD-ROM to Ethernet conversion, and even software cyber unpixelation. If you act now, you can get a full icon realignment absolutely free. Golden Dignity Computer Services. Because computers are scary, but hey, it's the future, and you're a part of it. Watch Sir Magnificent, Transparent Lady, Fire Guy, and The That. Take on Physician Gloom with actions so bland, you'll swear it's a slideshow. Magnificent Quartet. In theaters now. Now it's gone. No. Actually, it's gone. With the ever-increasing rise of the popularity of cooking shows, comes a cooking show dedicated to the type of person who watches a cooking show. The Single Person Cooking Show. Hi, Sam. So, what are you going to do today? Well, Denise, I'm going to make two-minute noodles. Wow, two-minute noodles? And it just takes... Two minutes? Quite right. It just takes two minutes to make this fabulous meal. Well, let's get started. Firstly, you want to make sure that you've got some boiling water. Here's some boiling water I've prepared. And next, you get your two-minute noodles. Open the packet and put the noodles into the boiling water. And how long does that normally take to make? It takes two minutes for the boiling water to penetrate the noodles themselves. Just two minutes. Just two minutes. And in the meantime, do you prepare a garnish? Vegetables and, or chicken or fish? No, nothing. Just just the noodles. Um, right. After the noodles are finished boiling, pour them out, strain them, and then put them into a bowl. Okay, and what would you pair this with? Like a, a wine, a red? I'd uh, say just a Coke from the fridge, or maybe a beer. Okay, and what would you have for dessert? What, what have you got in mind? Ah, glad you asked that. 
I did prepare something just earlier. Okay, looks like a, a packet of chocolate biscuits. Are you going to grind them up and turn them into a topping for an ice cream? No, that's it. That that's it. Okay, and and where would you have this? I just eat it on the couch over there. Quite delicious. Hmm. Right. And join us next week, where Sam will teach you how to open up a Mars bar on the Single Person Cooking Show tonight at 7:30. Every single night, a corrugated cathedral is violently abused. 3,000 of these were rescued last year. For hundreds of others, help came too late. Hi, I'm Steve McMockman. Will you be an angel for a conveniently collapsible place of rest? Every day, innocent seats are abused, beaten, and neglected, and they're crying out for help. Please. Call now and join the GAFCV with a monthly gift right now. For just $16 a month, only 60 cents a day, you will help rescue them from their abusers in professional wrestling and provide care, shelter, and fancy seat cushions. Call or join online in the next 30 minutes and you will receive this welcome kit with a photo of a folding chair in a storage unit right now. One that has been given a second chance, thanks to you. Right now, there's a seat who needs you. Your call says, I'm here to help. Please call right now. This message has been brought to you by the Grapplers Against Folding Chair Violence Committee. This episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Skip Solar Panel Services. Uh, due to recent litigation, we've abandoned our famous slogan, Look to the Sun. We've pulled all of our ads, and now we are just asking customers to pay us, and we will nail these things to your roof. Thank you. Coming soon to the Hidden Play Network, a weekly debate show that touches all the hot-button topics. Hear all sides of the issues from hosts and guests who aren't afraid to speak their mind. Enjoy a sneak preview of the political podcast that everyone is talking about. Wait, did that say podcat? Uh, what's happening? Um, I, what? I, I, I don't think I'm in the right studio. Um, hello? Anybody? Help! This episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Carrots, who asked that we do not read an ad. Wait, how do they ask? <laughs> Hold on tight, boys and girls. It's Monstrous Jam 2016. Come and see all the baddest big honking mean machines tear up the track. We have all your favorites. Junk Chainsaw, Skidmark Larry, Blast Hard Cheese, Wendigo Sean, Bone Eater, and Steve. Get your tickets now. You'll pay for the seat, but you'll only use the edge.
Hey, what did you guys get for lunch? Turkey and mayo! Bologna sandwich! How about you, Skippy? Uh... Oh, mashed potato in a can. <laughs> Skip, you loser. Mashed potato in a can. Get your kid made fun of. Only 50 cents at the dollar store. Coming soon to Hitting Play Records, esteemed award-winning thespian Orville Blackburn grumbles the hits. These are the lyrics to Cisco's Thong Song. Marvel as he recants masterful lyrics such as... She had dumps, like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs, like what, what, what. Uh, truly inspiring. But wait, there's more. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And they're like... It's better than yours. Order now and receive the complete 26-disc box set featuring hundreds of songs. DJ blew my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. Tick tock on the clock, but the body don't stop now. And if you order within the next 20 minutes, you'll receive a bonus commentary album from Orville. What? Ridiculous. Some of it may be about the songs, and some of it may happen to be about those pesky teenagers down the street that he's definitely sure they're up to something, although he's not quite sure what. I'm sexy, and I do it. Order now. Hi, I'm Jim from Jim's Outlet, and I love pine cones. For years, I've been wandering the forest, looking for only the finest pine cones before those squirrels can get their hands on them. I've been collecting them in my makeshift tent for the last 35 years. So believe me when I tell you that I know quality. This week, we're offering the finest Armani suits for only 850. Top brand wingtips for only 200. And we have a whole array of high-quality French cuff shirts for as low as $75. I know what you're thinking. Wait, I thought this commercial was going to be about pine cones. Hey, dummy, what do you think I stuffed the pockets with? And we're back. All right, so now... With Blorp standing over Grunchy, he's got his finger out, like, right in his face, and he has the one thing he's going to say to him, and he, he leans in and he quietly says in his ear, if it wasn't for your stepfather, I'd be kicking you to the streets right now. Now, that means nothing to us at this point, you know, and Grunchy kind of just nods and, and, you know, tries to do a better job, this says, I'm sorry, or something, whatever, I'm sorry, boss. We don't find out until the third, and what we find out is the final episode of the series, that... His stepfather is Grand Moff Tarkin. It's a pretty long bow, I gotta say. <laughs> I didn't understand. I mean, I know, again, you want to try to get some credibility in there, but, you know, maybe he didn't know that, he, you know, he, he's, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's just, I'm trying to figure out the logic of the show. It just goes around in circles. Does I, it? I don't, I mean, this, we find out uh, through context clues, I guess, that this series takes place during A New Hope. I mean, this must be, like, right after 
Luke and, and Obi-Wan and, and Han Solo and Chewbacca leave. But this is before the Battle of Yavin and the Death Star blowing up and stuff. Uh, so it, it's in this very narrow window of time. Like, if the show caught on, how long were they expecting to go along with the the series? You know, I I don't know. But anyway, so we, we learned that, yeah, so he's afraid of getting Tarkin mad that, you know, hey, I just fired your stepson and all this stuff. And, and evidently, Tarkin was married to uh, a wolf lady. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a crazy situation that they deal with this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the fact that they're still trying to tie everything together and they had like Imperial officers, I think in series, no, not series, episode two. <laughs> series two. Like this <laughs> show wish. would make a series two. <laughs> uh, episode two. And like, what is it? Blorp's worried about doing something bad in front of them. So he's like, uh, I better make sure I don't do anything bad because <laughs> these guys are going to kick my face down into a Starlack pit. <laughs> yes. I don't know. And we should mention too, the Sarlacc pit we know is on Tatooine from Return of the Jedi. Well, here there's all kinds of like little Sarlacc, like there's a baby Sarlacc that lives on the floor and it's used for, like the, as the trash can. Oh yeah, it was like they're really that Flintstone-y's yeah. Flintstone kind of joke where it's like, it's, I mean it was easy to do, it's just a puppet basically. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. long, you know, pink looking puppet thing with a mouth on it. Yeah, they dump the yeah. trash in there, like you'll, you'll see Grunchy like he'll bust the tables and then he'll scrape plates down into it and the thing will burp and say thank you and then you'll you'll get the can yeah. of laughter it's so it's such a dumb <laughs> gag yeah because he's cleaning up the table and he's like here you go Sally I think it's a mixture <laughs> of Sally or Sally or whatever it is but you know <laughs> Sally he's just dumping food into its mouth and it's like meh, 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 meh. yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean they use it a lot for exposition I remember like when he's talking about hey it's been a long day I just don't know if I can really keep up this kind of work <laughs> he's talking to the Sally the Sarlacc pit little Right. Trash monster. Yeah, yeah. It, essentially just talk, talking to a, a garbage can. It's so stupid. But yeah, so anyway, Blorp and Grunchy, there, it, there's, we learn early on there's this fine balance. Like, Blorp is mad at him, but he kind of, like, knows who he is. So he doesn't want to be, like, too mad at him. But with Grunchy just breaking plates and glasses and, you know, the uh, all these... Uh, aliens that come in and out of the the bar, they you know they have hot tempers too. So there's always like fights, you know that that are just itching to brew. Uh, you know that's blurb. I'll, is I'll now... put it this way: poorly choreographed fights. Remember? Oh yeah, they yeah. Were, they weren't well, really like you know the punches well, looked so fake. They're so far away. We'll we'll get into the fight. We'll get into the fight. So uh, yeah, Grunchy he apologizes and he gets back to mopping or whatever and very poor acting by Tony Danza. He's not even like touching the floor with the mop. He's just like moving it around in the background, you know? I don't know. Maybe it's because it was a silver prop and he was actually scuffing the ground because most I, of the stuff looks like it was spray painted. So maybe if he actually was touching the ground with it, it would like leave a mark. Yeah, it would make a noise or something that the boom mics yeah. would pick up. Which, by the way, boom mics everywhere in the top of the of the frame. Which It's oh, so poorly done. I think it's because they were trying to do a very widescreen kind of aesthetic like the movies, but they didn't really think of the um, way of the the guys who were actually going to hold the boom mics. Yeah. Like, yeah, they could, they, they could only arch so high. <laughs> right. Uh, so, Blorp goes from, you know, telling him to, to clean up or whatever, goes behind the bar. Just when he gets behind the bar, we get this lady come in. We, we know it's a lady by her voice, but we focusing in on Blorp, we hear, Blorp! And he looks up and is just like, oh, no. And then from here, 
we cut to black and cut to commercials. So at this point, the show goes into a commercial break. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a commercial break ourselves? We'll pay some bills and we'll be right back. Monday, Monday, Monday. Come on down to the Mitchell's Footbone Hut Civic Arena for unicycle madness. Watch as 80 single-wheeled madmen put their equilibrium to the test in a thrill ride for the ages. Watch 25-year-old part-time barista Jimmy prove his disappointed parents wrong by jumping eight feet over a kiddie pool full of thumbtacks. Hey kids, don't like one of the competitors? Throw pennies at them. All proceeds will go to the local Chamber of Commerce's brass band salute to the cartoon Heathcliff at Town Hall. What's that? Still don't want to go? What if I told you that the event ends with the DVD frenzy? That's right, our one suspended annual event is back! Bring in any used DVD or box set, and when the music stops, throw them randomly in the air! Everybody loves Raymond Season 3? Chuck it! Spider-Man 3? Chuck it! Ken Burns Civil War? Chuck it! You've never seen unicycle action like this, you idiot. It's all at Mitchell's Flip Phone Hut Civic Arena this Monday. Are you tired of going to those regular clubs where the people don't let you in? And basically, it's not so good inside. Like, you know, a club should be, you know, good nightclubs and stuff, you know? What you need to do is get down to the Hitting Play Nightclub called Club Z. Now you're probably thinking, you know, what's different about this place? Hey, we've got everything you love, you know? Low level lighting, some sounds, and you can get down. I mean, physically get down. We've got wall-to-wall -wall beds. You heard me right, beds. So you can max and relax, or just chill and be ill. Just like anybody else on this planet. You know what I'm saying, Chief? All you gotta do is enter the club, get yourself a bed, and then time to enjoy some of the smooth, low-level music and sounds and stuff of a place which is basically a big old space to sleep in. But it's not, because here's the thing, it's not club. That's what it's listed as. Don't think it's different anything beyond that. But here's the thing. While you rest and relax in this not club, as it's listed, you can get down with our resident DJ, DJ Insomnia. They'll be mixing up the medicine for your ear holes, playing the classics tunes just like Beach. Maybe a little bit of something spicier, such as Winds Over the Desert. Maybe a little bit of another classic you might have forgotten about, such as Rain in the Forest. You seriously cannot prepare yourself for the amount of chilled excitement that you are going to experience at Club Z, sponsored by The Hitting Play. Now you're probably thinking, whoa, 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 low lighting, smooth sounds, but there's something missing. That's right, we do have drinks. Great drinks, in fact. You wouldn't expect this at any other club. Head over to our bar, and one of our mixologists will create you an infusion of hot water and tea, called tea. You can pick from all the flavors. Hey, you like Earl Grey? You like some Darjeeling? You like some English breakfast? Hey, sky's the limit, buddy boy. 
performs if you're not into the hardcore stuff like tea, and you want to sleep towards the dreamland that you've accessed in your mind palace so many times before. Hey, we understand you, because we can give you a nice warm cup of cocoa to get you there, buddy boy. So get on down and you can expect so much more at Club Z, sponsored by the Hitting Play Podcast. The experience is the experience of the mind. I'm not sure where that came from, but a guy was saying in his sleep and I thought it was ridiculous. Oh man, I'm so thirsty. Hey, hey, did somebody say thirsty? Hey, Zipperoni. That's right. How about a zippy tropical punch? Why, sure. Dad! Oh. Daddy! He's not breathing. Dad. <laughs> somebody call an ambulance. Ugh, there's blood everywhere. Um... Uh-oh. What just happened? Everybody clear up! Hey, get back, get back! It's that little furry green guy! Don't let him out. Uh, no, I, I, I should probably be going. How'd this happen? Uh, uh, um... Hey guys, this episode of Hitting Play is brought to you by Earthy Bag Snacks. Now I know what you're thinking. Another subscription box service. Now this... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's this idiot doing? No, 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 no. Ah! Man! Ah! Oh yeah, there's my arm bone. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, they have a wide variety of pretzels and chips. Some uh, gluten-free options as well. Uh, don't take my word for it. Check it out. Uh, Earthy bag snacks. Kids, breakfast! Ugh, not the same old boring breakfast again. Breakfast routine got you down? Well, don't worry. There's new Lego brand cereal. Now we got something new! Whoa, I love Legos! It's a colorful and creative part of your breakfast routine. It's so crunchy! I love it! And the best part is, there's no expiration date. Dad, can I play with my food? Yeah, that's fine! But that's not all. Every box comes with a free prize inside. It's a banana! Ew! It's all brown and mushy and gushy as bleh. Sometimes your morning routine doesn't go as planned. That's when you make the call. Spread em. I, I need your help. Alright, hit me with the specs. Uh, wheat toast, uh, pre-buttered, needs strawberry jelly. It just came out of the toaster. It's gonna cool down. Just... Hey, 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 help is on the way. Okay, I just need you to calm down and stay on the line. We talking seeds or seedless? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, turn on your kitchen light. Hold the jar up to it. You see seeds? Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah seeds. Okay, this is 
is going to need a four and three quarter stainless butter knife. Uh, wheat toast, you said? Yes, wheat. Uh, probably should use a serrated. Please hurry. My address is 1535. Mr. Mitchell, I'm, I'm already in your driveway. Wow. Spreadums. Smoothing out emergencies since 1735. Spreadums, help. I tried spreading mustard with a fork. It's everywhere. We've got a frozen butter emergency. My in-laws are from Europe. They want two centimeters of cream cheese. What does that mean? This maple syrup won't stay on this cracker. I'm on my way. Spread them. Spread them. Okay, son. I'm going to teach you about opera music today. Here are the three tenors. Oh, these guys are so lame. Why can't we listen to something more manly? <laughs> Hold on, kid. Who says that music from yesteryear can't be awesome and manly? Forget the three tenors. We're bringing you the three Conans, everyone's favorite barbarian, and his two identical twin brothers. Listen along to their hit song, I Am Conan, as they smash their way into your hearts and your eardrums. I am Conan, hear me roar, with muscles too big to ignore. And I don't know too much, that's why I must pretend. Cause I've heard it all before, while doing push-ups on the floor. No one's ever gonna keep me down again. Whoa, that is manly. <laughs> you bet it is, kiddo. Just wait till you hear the next verse. And I come back even stronger, not a Mongol any longer, cause you've deepened the conviction in my soul. And oh yes, I am wise, but it's a wisdom born of pain. Dosa Doom, your head is not remaining. <laughs> if I have to, I can't face anything. I am strong. Thanks, voiceover guy. You saved the day again. I will kill anything. I am strong. I am strong. I am invincible. I am invincible. I am strong. I am formidable. I am strong. I am nutritional. I am strong. I am invisible. This complimentary Harrison Ford headphone test is brought to you by Habanero Shampoo. Left. Right. Yeah. Right. Habanero Shampoo. The burning tingle feels just right. Let's see, cola, lemon lime, yep. orange, Can't wait to drink all these. miscellaneous doctors, root yep. beer, another lemon oh, lime, and artisanal cream soda. That'll be $11.47. What? But I only have $2! Ah! That was me 25 years ago, when soda buying was nothing but aggravation. More recently, companies have flooded the market with these make-your-own-soda contraptions. Yeah, I tried those. I ran out of $100 combination refills and grew accustomed to just drinking the syrup straight from the bottle. Now, there's something better. Sodux. 
Sodux is like the Netflix of sodas. Just download the app, sign up for the $5 monthly subscription, attach the electrode card to your tongue, and begin tasting the over 200,000 different combinated beverages from the Sodux library. You might think it looks stupid walking around like this, but you know what's really stupid? Buying soda for $2 a bottle. Right now I'm drinking a cane sugar strawberry soda from Denmark. What are you drinking? Sodux. Sign up today. And we're back! Okay, so now the camera cuts across the room, and we see who is standing in the doorway. Well, it's Blorp's ex, a recent ex, Deborah. Yeah, played by Sally Field. Yeah, which is pretty funny. And uh, we learn yeah. that she is back with her new boyfriend, this um, nondescript bounty hunter, which I, I guess is supposed to be working for Jabba or something. But anyway, she's back for her things. That's why she came back. I don't know. She left without her things and realized, oh, I have to come back and get my things. Well, you know, in the, in the heat of the moment, every time you leave a situation, you leave all your things. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at Luke. He left his, uh, you know, aunt and uncle there and they got uh, toasted. Boys, take your aunt and uncle anywhere. <laughs> and I, I was going to make fun of the name Deborah, but hey, they used the name Luke. So maybe, uh, maybe the names on Tatooine are pretty close to, uh. Earth names, I, I, I guess, except for Blorp and Grunchy. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like his his ex wife is Deborah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, you're right. Like Luke, <laughs> Deborah. Yeah, yeah. makes yeah. sense. So we get the bounty hunter who walks in, black cloak, black helmet, but cut out like around the eyes. It's almost like Boba Fett, but it's not. I, I, I don't mm. know how to explain it, but. Uh, anyway, this is uh, Craig T. Nelson, who would later go on to be coach. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I think I think the fact that they, they had to cut out the eyes was because they wanted the whole human element, because they didn't want the whole robot thing, I guess. Right, and certainly not Darth Vader either. Yeah, that's that's a problem. But yeah. I, like, I just like how his cape is obviously that velour, that cheap-looking velour <laughs> yes. look to it. <laughs> so, Grunchy, you know, goes up to this bounty hunter. I don't. Do they even name him? Do they say his name? I can't remember. No, it's basically yeah. like this is this is the new guy. No, she's like this is my new man, bounty hunter boyfriend. I think it's that's the best I can remember off the top. Yeah, of my head. I think that's what she just says, my bounty hunter boyfriend, because obviously he doesn't show up in the the other two episodes. N neither does she, by the way. Sally Field yeah. is not a regular, in case you're wondering. And uh, so Grunchy immediately goes in to defend his his new boss that he's had maybe for what five minutes, and he holds mm. up the the mop and he's like, "You're gonna have to get through me," and of course. The bounty hunter grabs him by the face and, like, slams his head down on the table. And we get a very cheesy sound effect, like, boom. But <laughs> the weird thing was, right, did you see the fingers, because he's wearing gloves, the fingers yeah. go right under all the Wolfman makeup? Oh, yeah. And it, like, yeah, yeah. The, the rest of the episode, Tony Danza <clears throat> has, like, all of the Wolfman makeup on one side just flapping. Mm. It's like, they didn't even bother to fix it. Well, it, yeah, I, that and the fact that they dropped him on, like, a, I want to say it was, like, a balsa wood table. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. like, the long shot. And he's like, whoa, because it's obviously set up because it's in the middle of the frame. And he picks him up. And he's like, hey, don't touch my boss or talk to my boss like this. Picks him up. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> Breaks this table, which just falls flat, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, it was a Billy Crystal's like, hey, that's coming out of your pay. Yeah. I think Huge. it was something like that. Something, this is your coming out of your pay. Laugh. And he's like, but you haven't paid me yet. So I guess it's coming out of your money. 
<laughs> was that the gag? I, it was something yes. like that. Yes, yes. And he's it like, was. Ugh. huge laugh, huge canned laughter. This is where you know it sounds like there's some dogs barking in the mix. Yeah, yeah I guess space laughter, I guess. Awful. Um, so here we get the fight. Blorp hops over the bar, goes to confront the uh, the bounty hunter boyfriend. Deborah, you know, slinks back over into I guess Greedo's corner, and. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you want to talk about this uh, poorly choreographed fight scene? Well, Billy Crystal isn't a fighter. I mean, like, <laughs> in City Slickers, I think that's the highest uh, degree of fighting or action, action. he ever had. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like, he tries to get into this fight, but, like, it gets cut off because the bounty hunter is attacked by a bounty that's in the bar. Mm. Like, they actually hide some other tough-looking dude, because obviously Billy Crystal's not going to fight. He's not going to throw hands. <laughs> so, there's this other dude who's like, Hey! It's the bounty hunter. Again, it was just like the bounty hunter, I think. I don't know. Yeah. But like he comes into it and then the kind of like more or less kind of like gets smushed between these two guys. You know, in that kind of comical way, like two big guys, short guy getting smushed. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, you go, you're, what's it? He wanted the death contract. Oh, was that the death contract. Said? Okay. Something like that. Was it? Because it's the other one. Because the other one is like, I have like a death thing on multiple star systems. Death sentence. That's it. <laughs> I yes. have the death sentence. Yes. It's 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 a it's a it's a great thing. It didn't work that death sentence. Right. But yeah, he gets into a fight with this other bounty hunter. No, these the bounty the bounty hunter was after is in the room, and they get into this fight. Things got getting pushed around because after Tony Danza got smashed into the table, people were all watching this. Yeah. And they like you know the stakes are getting higher, and so yeah, this whole fight breaks out. There's people throwing. What was it like? It was like sugar cups. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It looks like glass, but it's made out of sugar glass. Sugar glass everywhere. Yep, balsa yeah, wood, balsa wood furniture, sugar glass. Like I said, this is a, a, a prop closet come to life here. Mm. So anything that's made of like like a light tin or sugar glass is being thrown around. Uh, the whole place gets, you know, trashed up. And this <laughs> is the only time we see maybe like two stormtroopers. Yes. Because again, I guess they had to, again, add this to real life. And essentially the stormtroopers are like police, mm -hmm. you know? They yep. come in, they and they go, "Hey, hey, what's going on here?" Well, in those radio voices, yeah, they, uh, they they break it up. They kind of drag everybody. They they escort uh, Sally Field's character Deborah out. They drag yeah. the bounty hunter out. You know, they they tell Blorp to you know get back to his job or whatever. Yeah, and uh, kind of essentially end this just terrible fight. Anyway, this was our, yeah. our one scene of action. Yeah, and and I think it was the Sally Field's line of like, "This is me leaving you again." <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, just terrible. Terrible yeah. to blurp. Terrible. He's he's sitting there, like his bar's trashed up. He's got like one I think it was like one chair he sits yeah. on while uh you know <laughs> you're looking at this mess. I mean obviously it's, it's it's a typical stage mess. Like it's a mess that can easily be cleaned up. <laughs> but to him he's always like, Oh he's all tied and yes. looking at his place that looks been ransacked. That was funny Tony Danza, like you know, who's lying on the floor the, the entire time. <laughs> Finally gets up and he's like, "Hey, did I miss the party?" Yes, the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the camera zooms in on Blorp like very, very slowly until it's zoomed in on his eye. And hey, credit to Billy Crystal here because this looked very real to me. Just mm. when the camera zooms in to his eye, you see one single tear, and the canned crowd applauds at this point, which is pretty funny. I don't know what they were going for—some sort of emotional scene here. But uh, from here, we fade to black and to commercial. All right, well, at this point, we are going to take a short break. We are going to pay some bills. Uh, Scott? 
Yeah. I actually got an idea. Um, let's not look at the ads, because I'm sure people are bored of listening to ads all the time, but hey, why don't we check out the uh, Parallel Universe podcasts? Uh, sure. I guess we can check out what's happening at Hitting Play and other universes. Why not? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Just hit that function on your keyboard here, there, and then I just turn on this app on my phone, and here we go. So what we're looking at is really like a beautiful 18th century table. I think the, I think the final value that he um, offered us... Hey, okay. Uh, I mean, it was, it was like 17th century. Different? I, I don't think wait, it was 17th are we, century. Are we talking about and, uh, 16th century? Antiques Roadshow? Wood looks like. I mean, yeah, it sounds you know, like it. He, he have to have a cross. Like, not, everybody is into antiques? I mean, like a universe of antiques? Early on. Well, it's I mean, normal to them, I guess. Mm, okay, uh... Different types Let's try another one. Throughout okay. moment, I guess you could say, and not so much of the action, but of the emotional arc. Jack and Rose are at the end of the boat, and you know, saying, "I'm, I'm the king mm. of the world," and that's, you know, right, I'm talking about Titanic, but are they... oh, that's true. Wait, yeah, where are that, the humans? Exactly. Why is it just you? Their bond. It's just me. And, uh, you're we'll a dog, evidently. Kind of play out until I think it's just me and a world of dogs. Uh, as we'll see later and on, you still have a podcast? How'd you manage that? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm getting weird out. Also, because I actually haven't seen the movie, so I don't want it to be ruined. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Maybe one more. Okay. I thought it was hilarious that, uh, you know, I, I, the bronze cube going to Matt Damon for uh, that hilarious comedy, The the, the Martian. I, I, I think uh, he was on point. I thought I was rolling in the aisles. Or I, I, I hope you're joking, because it's, it, I didn't find it funny at what all. In the world? I don't know if growing a potato Wait, is that, funny in the United wait, States, but is that me doing it? Am I, I, I doing an impression? It. it was the, the comedy was all. Is that me? Wait, who's who? You wait, am I? Wait, is that Scott? But I sound like me doing an impression of an American. But here, I think I the mean, Scott here is Australian, and the Hamish here is American. Wait, do people in this universe just have like really bad accents of their own country, or are they swapped? I don't know. Down here, I think the poles are flipped. I mean, that's that's as funny as it gets. And if Bronze Cube, frankly, we don't see it as a comedy. Hmm. Huh. Um, uh, tell you what, this is a bad idea. Just hit Escape on your keyboard, and I'll just switch off this app. Here. Okay, I, I guess we better get back to the podcast. And let's never talk about this again. Yeah, good idea. Dad, why did Mommy move to Las Vegas with that lion tamer? Yeah. Guys, just eat your Professor Champion's boiled peanuts. And l- let me think for a minute, all right? Professor Champion's boiled peanuts. They're great for a moment of quiet thought. Yum! Tired of playing a full season of fantasy sports with nothing to show for it? Try Fantasy Annihilator! With week-long games starting every five minutes, you can kick that year-long fantasy league to the curb. We are currently giving out $1.2 billion every hour, so sign up and play! Bro, I logged in, I set it up, and I won 500 bucks. Dude, I didn't even play! My cat ran across my keyboard and I still won $1,000! Uh, I didn't even sign up for this thing, and I got a check for $15,000. Alright. Fantasy Annihilator! Results not typical. Not currently giving out any money. Not an actual company. Does not exist. Prize money is paid out in monthly increments of zero monopoly dollars for zero months. For questions, see non-existent website. Or call us toll-free by pressing no buttons and hanging up your phone. Hey, you think oatmeal's just a breakfast for your little old grandma, yeah? You flared out wrong. Introducing some tough oatmeal for tough people. 
Stone's original oatmeal. What's our secret? Shut up. Stone's original oatmeal. Wake up your face. It's got little rocks in it. Come to Dave's Blueprint Emporium. You can break into some place, what you need is a blueprint. You need the paper for the blueprints. You need to break into places, get the blueprints. Get the right stuff. Forget about guns and knives. You need the paper to get into that place. You need to write it down. Come to my place. I got sheets and sheets of blue paper. Everyone uses it. It's great. What it's like to choose six go. Ow! You owe $37 in DVD late fees, and also I'm your biological grandfather from another dimension. Ah, what an arbitrary chewing gum experience. Shut up! Ah! Six Gum. We're named after a number. Weird, huh? Alright, you got 15 seconds. Hey, uh, uh, Zipper Honey here. Uh, I'm sorry about what happened last week. Uh, I, I just hope it doesn't take away from the great taste of Zippy's Tropical Punch. Uh, to the kids, real sorry about punching your dad. Uh, I hear he's doing pretty good, making progress. Uh, Alright, that's uh, it. Anybody here want, want a Zippy Tropical Punch? You've been warned. <laughs> hey, Stay down. Uh, hey. Stay down. Hey, uh, hey, knock it off. Hey. Quick story for you. I wake up in the middle of the night last night, starving, hungry. I walk into the kitchen. The lights aren't on, but there's a glow coming through the window. Turns out, it's a thing called the moon. It's like the sun, but for nighttime. Who knew? I didn't know. So next time you're up in the middle of the night, check it out. The moon. It's the sun for nighttime. Paid for by a crazy old guy. You have parenting questions? Caller, you're on the air. Hey, it was bringing daughter into work day here at the tattoo parlor. And I just like, I wasn't paying attention for like a second. My daughter just made a line right down the side of her face. I don't know what to do. I mean, I was just like, I wasn't looking for like one second. Jim? <laughs> like, I Jim? don't know what... Jim, Jim, calm down. This is very simple. All you have to do is just turn it into a design. We have parenting answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good with dragons, so like I could probably, yeah, I, yeah, that could work. That could work. Well, there you go. Ugh, thanks. The Parental Advice Radio Hour, every Tuesday at 1.08 p.m. on the Hitting Play Radio Network. Are you a cyborg? Do you yearn for the breakfast cereal you had during your human life? Well, now, there's the next best thing. Microcrisps. Each microcrisp has enough tungsten and tellurium to satisfy the power cell deficiency we equate to hunger, while minimizing the metallic taste commonly found in the leading industrial brands. Curse this human tongue! Breakfast is the most important download of the day, augmented with microcrisp. Why did they salvage my human tongue? For all of your pipe cleaner needs. Ah, oh, this project's due tomorrow. Ah, oh, this mustache is taking forever. I want to pet an ant. Choose Scruffy's Pipe Cleaner Services. Star Wars. From the universe of Star Wars comes a brand new adventure taking place on the Death Star before New Hope. It's the story of Systems Monitor Peterson. 
Ah, just another... Another working day. Monitoring. And checking the systems. Yep. That looks... Yep, everything seems to be fine. Yep. Yeah, it looks good too. Yep, that, that looks fine. And that looks fine as well. Filled with suspense, excitement, Peterson must face the daily challenges. Excuse me, are you Jenkins? Sorry, sir, I'm actually Peterson. Oh, my mistake. And now back to my important work of monitoring. Good. Good. And that's pretty good over there, too. Very good. And look forward to a new show starring Han Solo in the later years of Han Solo's life, called Han Solo, Rogue Scoundrel. So, Solo, you believe you can steal from us? Look, Glaxo, I haven't taken anything. You're a notorious smuggler. Why should we trust you? Look, I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe one of your men have been stealing things behind your back. Return our stolen goods to us and we'll let you go. I have no idea what you're talking about. Nobody leaves this hotel and steals not one, but two Toblerones from us. Alright, Chewie. Run! <laughs> With so much new Star Wars, you'll be turning to your friend going, Where did I get these ideas? When will I run out of ideas? Has the marketing department gone insane? No, it's just Star Wars. All time, every day. As long as you keep buying our products, we'll keep dishing this stuff out. Forever. And ever. And ever. And ever. You have car questions. Yeah, I'm trying to get to work, but my battery's dead. What do I do? He has car answers. You're gonna find yourself 500 9-volt batteries and a roll of duct tape. It's Car Carl. All right, I'm gonna get that stuff right now. Thanks, Car Carl. Hey, get this, Car Carl. I was on the highway, right? I hit the brakes. All four tires shoot off in all four different directions. Well, what do I do? I'm, I'm stranded right here. Oh, you go find them, dummy. All of my radio buttons are jammed with peanut butter. Hey, honey, my wife checking into the Car Carl Radio Show. Join in and ask Car Carl your car repair question. Yeah, I got into my car, but everything was facing the wrong way. Do you know why that would happen? Uh, Mike, are you sitting in the car backwards? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I probably did. <laughs> Thank you, Car Carl. The Car Carl Car Repair Radio Show. Thank you, Car Carl. Thank you, Car Carl. Hey, thanks, Car Carl. I couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, you're the best car repair show there is. Hey, this is Car Carl, and you're listening to the Car Carl Car Repair Radio Show. Tonight at 9, after Toilet Brush and The Whiz. Ah, my name is James, and I have fat fingers. It took me a while to admit it, but after years of getting bitten accidentally at baseball games, I knew I had to take action. Every winter, my fingers would get dry, and nobody likes dry fingers, especially dry fingers that look like dry hot dogs. 
so I invented a lotion that takes care of it and restores your fingers to their own natural beauty. And it looks like ketchup and mustard. Just look for James Finger Lotion in your grossest freezer. I also invented a glove that looks like hot dog buns. And we're back. All right, so when we come back from commercial, that was it. It's all just black with stars, like a star field, and our end credits. And the theme, of course, being played once again. And mm. uh, yeah, very, very strange. In fact, I don't know if you read all of the credits. There was a young Dave Coulier as one of the bar patrons, but we didn't really see him do much. He must have said something, but... Maybe he's just doing the voice of a puppet. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's what it was. Because one yeah. of them did sound sound like the woodchuck, now that I think about it. So that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So... That was the cantina. So, Hamish, uh, what are your thoughts now upon watching it for this episode of the podcast? Uh, surprised they didn't uh, pay more attention to, like, more Star Wars tropes. But, uh, yeah, for a Billy Crystal kind of show, I'm glad he stuck to movies. I, re- I really am glad he stuck to movies. Uh, Tony yeah. Danza, on the other hand, yeah, not too bad. But uh, I don't think we're ready for a kind of a, a space kind of dude like that, you know? Right, right. This series only lasted three episodes. We didn't get much out of it. Who knows what it could have turned into, but it was just awful. Like the critic said, very little substance here. You know, the the story, it, it took 30 minutes for what a show would normally get done in maybe the first two minutes, you know, where he, he comes in, he gets a job, and there's some sort of conflict or whatever, and it's resolved. But uh, it's just so poorly executed. And you can see why people were not watching you know with so many commercial breaks they probably just turned the channel and never turned it back the ratings were abysmal and uh, no one ever admitted to ever being on this show and there's no record of it other than just uh, recently this blu-ray release yeah but no i thought it was a, it's a strange situation just for them to kind of create this show i mean i'm sure george lucas thought it was going to be a passion project but i think he spent maybe way too much time watching cheers at like three o'clock in the morning but yeah i think it's very much inspired by cheers i mean more or less you just look at the way the pieces came together so maybe he just wanted a slice of that maybe he just thought he was really tired of space stuff yeah it really seems to be of course cheers went on to have 11 seasons so i i think we know which bar themed sitcom won but wow, pretty uh, pretty amazing. I mean, we've watched some really lousy shows for this podcast, and uh, we've seen some pretty lousy Star Wars-themed shows for this podcast. This one, by far, the worst I've ever seen. Mm. All right, and that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. Now, Hamish, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Silent Hamish, uh, Instagram Silent Hamish, uh, on Facebook at Silent Hamish Art. Uh, also, if you go to Red Bo- Redbubble Silent Hamish, you can find uh, some stuff I post up there if you want a t-shirt with some stuff on it. Very nice. And speaking of t-shirts, well, we too now have uh, t-shirts that you can order. If you go to uh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash play. You can find uh, a whole array of items that you can get the Hitting Play logo on, and uh, by getting any of those items, you will definitely be helping us out and uh, help us with uh, our costs of running the show. So uh, anything you can do to help is much appreciated, and there will be links to the Hamish shirt as well as the Hitting Play shirt in uh, the description of this episode. I'm on Twitter. You can find me there, at MC and Friends. I'm also on Instagram. There, my name is MC underscore and underscore friends. And uh, you can find some of my drawings and animations there as well. Uh, If you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It helps us out. And if you do, you will get a shout-out on the show. 
For Android users, we are also available to stream in or download on Stitcher. We can be found on TuneIn Radio, as well as the Google Play Music app, so check us out on those platforms. If you have a Roku device, you can download the TuneIn Radio channel, set hitting play as a favorite, and you can stream these episodes right through your television as they are released. And if you have uh, an Alexa-enabled device through Amazon, I believe there is a way you can get us to play through one of those as well. Well, we have been Hamish and Scott, and this has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. And may the force be with other people who don't know how... Well, actually, who know how to make a show. Not these guys, because these guys don't know how to make a show. Hey, and thank you for uh, listening to our commercial clip show. Sorry, we had to post a clip show.